Identity. What is it? It's one of the most interesting things to me how uh, the mind identifies and and makes personal something that is not personal, and then uh, gets emotional about something that it is not something that. To, that necessarily needs to be emo- get uh, get used to get emotional about. Um, I mean, people get riled up over which video game and which rapper is the best, and <clears throat> it's really interesting to me about um, why this happens and how it happens, and it starts really with identification. This word in spiritual circles, in Eckhart Tolle type circles, is in some ways overused or not used and explained properly. So I wanted to make this episode to explain and show you what this is, what identification really means and what what this does and the implications of this. Because one of the interesting things that I've noticed about identification itself is how um, vague this term is, but also how correct and useful this term is. You know, when I first heard this term, like, your your identification with this or whatever, because I was reading The Power of Now, I I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, identification? Like, when you when you identify with something he was talking about, I'm like, but you I, I identify with the, I identify things all the time. Like I identify this is a chair, this is a object, this is a uh, car. But that's not exactly what he's talking about. I mean, that can be part of it, but um, there's a lot more that goes into this. And this word identify and identification is a is a bit um, vague, but it's also a very useful term if you know what he's talking about. So what is he talking about? Ultimately, fundamentally, principally. And please please know that this definition I'm gonna be giving you is not going to be complete and completely accurate and um, necessarily something that he will say is correct. Um, but this is something that I think is what he's talking about. And this is partially based off what he's t- saying what he says and his books and his teachings and what uh, I've personally understood and learned from not only his and other people's teachings but from myself, my own observations. And so what identification is, what to what it means to identify and to be identified with something is to make your own. Basically just four simple words, but uh, that needs to be added to, I guess. To make your own. So what does that mean, to make your own? 
um, it means that instead of the car, it is now my car. This is my life instead of this is just life. And so when you identify with something and when you become identified, you separate. You, you become separate. This is my body, my mind, my thoughts, my ideas. This type of thing. And uh, that's, that's ultimately what's ha- what he's talking about. But it's a lot more complex. Because <clears throat> when you separate... And when you make this separation distinction, there's a, a, a distinct change that happens. It's really interesting to me, this simple, these simple phrases, myself, my car, my house, my finances, my money, my fan, my heater, whatever it is. What these simple words do, they're so simple, very simple changes. Right, but what did they do? What did the, what are the implications of having my car? If a normal car that you see in the road breaks down, and if it's not yours, what what do you what do you what do you feel inside? Are you feeling sad? Like if nobody's in the car and you just see the car broken down the side of the road, maybe you feel sad for that person or whatever, right? But it's not your car. You're not going to be all that upset about it. But if your car breaks down, oh boy. I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with feeling sad when your car breaks down or anything. But these simple little words, my car, mine. This is mine. It's my right to have an opinion. It's my right to do this, whatever it is. Identification to make your own. What it does is it separates and it gives you a bit of a superiority or inferiority because once you're separate from everything, and that's why, because what it, that's what identification does, is it separates you from others as in you you automatically and that from that point become superiority or, or superior or inferior depending on your status your understanding your information your um, um, your wealth or whatever it is your maybe you have a hot boyfriend or girlfriend Oh look at me! I'm I'm better than you. I I got more followers on YouTube. Whatever it is. I mean, I don't actually have more followers than most people on YouTube. So, but I'm just giving you an example. Um, you can follow me on YouTube though. Let's be well informed. It's a pretty cool channel. I mean, I don't post there as much as I used to, but every once in a while I do some good stuff up there. And uh, so. Separation, very simple phrase, very simple uh, definition to make separate. And what is separate? Separate is not the same. It is not one, it is not one thing. It is 
two things or four things or 20 things or 100,000 things. Uh, the one become the th- 10,000 things. Um, and so identification is to make your own. And once there's a you and a your and a my and a mind and a my and a mine that is not mind there is a separate there is a I am here I need to be defended I need to survive I need to thrive that means depending on how separate you feel I must do whatever it takes to survive even if it means um dealing with other people in a not-so-friendly way. And so mine, and me, and I, and mine, become a, a, a vehicle for the ego. So this is what he's talking about, and the power of now, and, and in the earth, and others and other sources. And other teachers talk about this as well. Um, and ultimately it comes down to the mistaken understanding that you are the body or that you are the mind or even the fact that you are at all it's possible that you're not even but you know this is another subject for another episode um so to make your own and what you make your own you have to now defend what you have to now protect you have to now uh, defend and defend against uh, and resist others that want to take your or attack your ideas or take your car or whatever and so now you you're in fight for your life and fight for your possessions and your possessions become your your grave in a sense like your not your your physical grave well it could be that i guess but your um your happiness grave and so you know you're you're set you're dead set on winning and getting success and and getting more cars and more you know houses and, and and more security guards. And ultimately, the, uh, the, the first illusion, I think probably one of the first illusions that come from this is, this thing makes me happy. You know, when you're, you're younger, you, you get a toy, or you lose a toy for a second, you get sad. And so that then you you then equate this for my happiness, even though if you, you know, in a couple of uh, hours or week or weeks or days or even minutes, you find another toy and then you, you are happy again. And so this doesn't you this didn't bring you happiness, but because you now see or think you see that this thing brings you happiness you are now dependent on these things 
to bring you happiness. Um, because you're confusing experience with reality in a sense. Like you're interpreting experience uh, with reality in a sense. So what is what, the, what I'm saying? What I'm saying is like, if you lose something, if you have something, and then you lose it, and you're now angry or sad or whatever, but before you were happy. You are now saying that my happiness is dependent on things. And that's not necessarily what it was saying. What it was saying is that because of your attachment, your identification with this thing that's now gone, you are now sad. You're now suffering in some way. Although suffering is, is uh, you know, it's an interesting concept. As well, because it's not just about emotions, but it's more about identifications being used and um, not being used, but you being taken away. Whatever the thing was that you were identified now, taken away or attacked or threatened in some way, which creates suffering. Ultimately, that's what suffering is. Identification with things and with forms is the the first mistake of sorts, and that that's when you 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 break you you become separate. Once you start becoming identified with me and mind, it doesn't even really start with materials as much. It starts more with this idea of me and mine and my. And I. And so what happens is that over the years, how many years you live, how many years you've been alive right now, what you now have is an I, an inner me of sorts. That's not the uh, sense of self necessarily, but the, well, it is a sense of self as if it, that sense of self is a thought, but it's not the sense of self that it is experienced that is experienced right now. But um, there's an inner me, and then there are all these things that are that you identify with that are now part of this inner me. So the the inner me is what you could call what I've called before the amalgamation of thought. Of thoughts and ideas and forms. Not really forms, but thoughts. And these thoughts are if not, not, not just beliefs and understandings and, and what that, but, but the identification with the forms that you have. Like your body or whatever. Um, so your identification is a vehicle for the ego, like the more things you identify with, the more your ego can control you. Honestly, the, the more that you can control, you can be controlled by this. 
the less aware that you can be. So, this <clears throat> misattribution uh, with experience. is really interesting because what what is happening is that you think that this, this thing is bringing you happiness because you're you're what you're doing is you're overlaying interpretation upon it experience and saying that this is what is experienced oh this thing brought me happiness um and uh, in a sense, it, it does. But it only does because you're identified with it. And you're you, and because you have a identity that's connected to it. And it is now a part of it, in a sense. And so your your happiness is dependent on this thing for a, for a while. And then, it, you know, your happiness can, kind of returns to normal, in a sense. And you're like, no, I need, I need more things because I, my happiness is depending on my things. Um, and so this kind of like creates a divide between reality and yourself. It creates a divide between others and yourself because what what are the implications of having these this this thing called identification that we're talking about here? It, the, identif- the the implications are if there are finite resources, which there are, and if things are, uh, uh, if I'm dependent on other, other things for my happiness, which, in the ego's mind, it is the case then I must fight with others to get my happiness, get more pleasure, and not get pain. And and it's playing out right now. Late-stage capitalism is playing itself out right now. This is the epitome of of uh, what is hap- what, what, what I'm talking about right now with, with, with materials and consumption and oh look at this it's a new dress this can bring you fame and wealth and you can look beautiful and, and powerful and become happier whatever they're selling you with this package ultimately is nothing but an identification. And so there's a, there's a, I think it was from Eckhart Tolle, but I don't know who said it. But uh, there was somebody who said, actually, no, I think it was somebody else, but there was somebody who said that if everybody were to become enlightened today, the uh, businesses, most of the businesses would go out of business 
because most of the businesses are dependent on consumption and this like buy 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 kind of culture like oh you need things to be happy here here's a here's a dress here's some shorts whatever it is you want just buy no need for no need no need to worry about the scarce resources of the world just keep buying everything happiness more happiness we're selling something that you can actually have because really uh, if you think about it how long does this happiness last like a day two days a week and so you're going to keep doing this for a week two weeks and then going to another uh, thing for a week or two weeks and just keep doing that and doing that don't you see how parasitic that is? It's so it's so parasitic. It's very parasitic. And honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why this kind of like culture is slowly uh, being replaced with other things I think that's one of the reasons why like the Joe Rogan podcast is probably one of the biggest podcasts because this is long form he's not overtly political and he he's pretty moderate and he's willing to listen and he he has deep conversations and he's actually able to get you know some really interesting topics on his show because he's actually t- talking things and he's not just like selling you a message. So ultimately this identification, what it does is it creates a parasitic sort of culture. And that's what we're, we're faced with right now. Ultimately, this consu- it's not just about consumption either. It's about how companies are selling themselves. They have this empty packaging. Not, I'm not talking about packaging as in packaging itself, but the empty packaging with that, that actually has nothing in it, but just more packaging and more packaging and more packaging. Like we are a great business and we have this and but what what is what is this? Oh, we can we sell consumption goods and we do this and what what is what is that? What what worth is that? I mean, there is worth to that. To get me wrong, don't get me wrong, but that's um, to depend on this to make you happy and successful. Um. It's, it's, you know, the problem with identification is its parasitic nature. Ultimately, identification in its extreme form is, is parasitic. Um, and it's not me being trying to be insulting here. It's just what it is. If you dare look with, with your eyes and observe properly, you can see this. It's it's truly it's pr- truly kind of disappoint, disappointing uh, if you look uh, and you and you realize that um, 
you know, the human race is not as grand as we like to think that we are. And so it, it it's not just about consumption. It's also about our beliefs. Um, we, we use our beliefs as like a blunt instrument. Like, oh, I'm saying this and you're dumb for saying that. You're wrong and you're stupid. And you're bought off by somebody. Or you're part of the deep state. Or you're, you know, maybe you're just... One of the uh, eugenics people, your your globalist, whatever phrases they're using, it's very parasitic. It's very uh, anti-order. It's very anti-reality because ultimately, and it's not a hundred percent right because there are fights and stuff like this. But ultimately, when it comes to reality, it's about order and it's about um, evolution and so these identifications are going to be going against all these things and that's why I made this character that I did about um, the Chaos Weaver because what the Chaos Weaver does is he comes in and he sees all these identifications and, and biases and he goes oh that's what you're thinking huh let's just prove this let's destroy this with a with a different weave and let's show you what's actually happening here um And so with the identification, you're just sucking the life out of whatever this thing is that you're identified with in a lot of ways. You're sucking the life out of it by being so identified with it. The more that you're identified with something, the more parasitic, in a sense, the ego becomes. And so the question is, how do I know... How can I tell if I'm identified with something? Well, David, if this this is true, and I'm and you know maybe it is true, maybe it's not. But if it's true that identification is such a problem, how do I know that I've identified with something? Look to your emotions. That's one starting way to find out. Look to your emotions. That's part of it, because. You're not going to be angry about something if you don't call something else your own, your belief system, whatever it is. Your 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 response though is probably going to be like, "But there's, you know, all these problems in the world. You should be angry and stuff like this." Think about why you're saying this though. You're not saying this, and I'm not saying that there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the world and there aren't starving people and, and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to discount the points that your ego is making. I'm just de- trying to discount the identification and to help you to become aware of it. Because ultimately, what it comes down to is that you're not angry necessarily because the 
because of the um, the bad thing that's happening. It's because of you you thinking it's a bad thing that's happening and it shouldn't be happening. And so you're identified with something else that's not happening. And I'm not saying that there's a bad thing or a good thing. That your identifications are dumb and you shouldn't have identifications. I'm saying to become aware of them. Become aware of this. Try and become aware. Like if you're angry about, you know, Trump or the Democrats or whoever, whatever. Become aware that it's not the person or whatever that's causing this anger. The, the person isn't the problem. The, person, the problem is the identification with something else the opposite of whatever it is that you're, that you're angry at. You're identified with a position or a belief system surrounding or that, that is opposite from this position that you're angry about. So if you're angry about Trump, you're identified with a democratic position. I'm not saying that Trump is right or wrong. I'm just saying that this is what's happening. If you're angry about the Democrats, you're identified with Trump's position. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just pointing out the identification. The identification here is what's important, not the rightness or the wrongness. We can we can talk about Trump being right or wrong all day long. I've made multiple episodes on my channel, Political uh, Mindful Politics, about how Trump is wrong and, you know, stuff like that on, you know, and, and I'm, I could make more episodes about this. But that's not really ultimately what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the, the problem isn't necessarily just Trump. Actually, Trump, Trump is a really good example of identification gone to extreme levels because... <clears throat> He took this idea, this understanding that there are errors in voting, and there are some errors, not enough to account for, not, not enough to overcome the Biden win, but there were some errors. And so what, what he's doing, what his Trump is doing is he's seeing these errors and he's equating this to the Democrats cheating and he's equating it to fraud and he's equating it to Oh, this means that we could have wanted a landslide type of, you know, mentality. That's taking an identification to to extremes. You're so identified with your your own idea, your own idea that you're right, that you don't see and you don't understand the the the, the, um, the problem that you're facing. I'm not saying that he's right for doing it or wrong. I personally think he's gone, when it comes to this, he's gone to extreme levels. Like I said, there have been cases of error, but it's not enough. It's not a, such, such, it's not such a substantial amount that it would overcome the uh, Biden win. Not even close to that amount. And so... The, the response is, but no, the Democrats are cheating, the blah, 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 blah. The, the problem isn't the Democrats or Trump. The problem is the identification is so powerfully strong within Trump 
for instance, is a really good example because he's so over with it, right? It's so easy to tell what's happening. Uh, if you're, you know, watching and paying attention to how he's speaking. Uh, but when you're seeing Trump do, you know, say what he says, and he doesn't, I don't know if he's saying it anymore, but, you know, from November to uh, January 6th, basically, he was saying all these things, and he's like, the Democrats are cheating, and I'm like, bro, at most it was like a couple hundred thousand cases of error. I mean, sure, it's not like a small, insubstantial amount, but it's not as large as, what is it, the Biden one, like six, seven million more than Trump? That's, that's not the same at all. Um, and so the identification is very strong with him. He's very much pro himself, pro his point. And, you know, the media is very much anti-him and anti-himself. Not necessarily pro-themselves, but pro-anti-himself. They're very much... Uh, I don't even know what they're going to be doing when he's gone. They're, they're not going to have anybody to cover. Because, you know, I don't... Biden's going to be kind of like doing the usual things that they were doing with Obama. And they're not going to have anything to cover... I don't even know what they're going to do. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> so these identifications, they, what they do ultimately is distort your uh, understanding, your interpretation of reality. Ultimately, that's what's happening. A distortion of, of uh, your reality, not really reality itself, but your understanding of reality. I guess that's a better way of putting it. And that's one of the reasons why science is actually a lot better. Because it is a, it has been making inroads into this understanding about what I'm talking about. Not just with identification, but it's more of a, a Cartolian type of understanding. But, um, you know, they talk about bias and stuff like that. Like you've, if you've ever read Thinking Fast and Slow, it talks about all these interesting, you know, slants and biases that the mind has. That's not just caused by identification, it's caused by other things as well, but one of the interesting examples, I might be saying this wrong and getting this wrong, but was that if you're in a school district or what was it? Like if you're voting on something, um, that's pro-education, pro-school, you're you're more likely to vote on that if you're in a school di district or something, or in a school, in a, uh, near a school or school area or something. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so things like that, like right or wrong, doesn't really matter. It's not the really point. The point is that there are these distortions in, in your understanding of reality. Guaranteed that everybody has at least part of this. Not everybody, but most people have this. I have this. I know I have this. So I'm not talking from this about this from a place of like a pet on a pedestal going. Ah, <laughs> you people are so dumb. 
I'm up here. I'm not identified with anything. <laughs> because that would be another identification, actually. It'd be another attachment. To make your own, or to make as your own, actually, would be a better definition, possibly. Identification. So, anyways, I think we covered it. Let me see how much time has gone by here. Um... Not bad. 36 minutes. So one one thing I might I guess I can add to this is that when it comes to identification, like I said, I don't know how much I can stress this, but it's not about being right, who's right or wrong here. It's about being coming aware of these identifications, more uh, becoming aware of them within yourself more than with within other people. Because it's very easy to point out other people's hypocrisies and identifications and going, oh, you're so dumb and and you're so lazy, you're reporting or whatever. But it's the same. It's not as easy with yourself. <clears throat> because when you do that, when you say that, oh, you're so dumb, you're so whatever, you're also identified with something that they're, you know, the opposite or with of what they're reporting or the opposite of what they're doing or whatever it is. And so you're you're you also have to be aware of your identifications more than the the identifications of others. Because otherwise you're you're gonna be falling into this trap of seeing other people as the idiots, as the morons, as the fools, without seeing yourself as also part of this. Give you an example from my own life and experience. You know, I talk about you know trying to be calm and unemotional in situations, and uh, especially political uh, topics and understandings. But you know, I'm not always one to do this. I try very hard not to do this, to where that that doesn't happen, but it happens. And so it's not just about saying, oh, you're so dumb, you have this identification. It's about pointing at yourself and going, and being aware of them. And it's not really even about criticizing yourself over them, but just being aware of them, noticing them, knowing that they are there. Because um, awareness alone is curative. It's an episode from uh, actualized.org. It's a YouTube channel. You can search it on YouTube. Awareness alone is curative. Um, and that's one this one way that this kind of is the case. Because it brings distance between you and your identifications. So anyways, David Speaks. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>